Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 265. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? I'm good. Um, getting over a little sort of cold. Feeling good and bad about the ski season. I don't know. It's mixed emotions right now with this whole COVID shutdown and everything going on again. Yes. Omicron is trying to ruin ski season. But I'll be Omicron. honest, I am not going to allow it. I what am is, going to do my I part. I saw something today. Omicron, if you jumble the words, it spells moronic. The anagram is moronic. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a little crazy how they also skipped the Latin letter XI, G, which is the premiere of China's last name. You know, just a lot of, a lot of weird coincidences. Same. This came out. Just before the Ghislaine Maxwell trial started, which is not being televised. If you want to get conspiratorial, you can go crazy with this whole thing. There's a lot. That's another podcast. But that's not why you're here. <laughs> you're here for fun, for a distraction from that. And I want to tell everybody, I don't know if I'm apologizing or just making a comment. So last week's episode, I actually put a disclaimer on the front of it. I said that our opinions, our beliefs do not reflect those of our guests which I felt was necessary last week. And one other thing, I actually cut, after I published the podcast, I cut four minutes out from it with Ooh. me just, because I went you ranting off. I, I mean, let you go. I was like, I'm not stopping him. He's I on mean, a roll. I'm usually at like an eight. I was like way past a 10. You like a 12. Up there, man. You were like. out there. I and like, originally I was damn. like, I'm putting this out. And then I thought about it. And it's like, what did you have to drink? I was fired up. I was very fired up. And I was, you know what? We need to stay Rightly fired so. up so that we don't succumb to madness. But I, so if you listen to it right away, you got the full unedited <laughs> Brian went dark edition Raw of dogging. the podcast. If you, you went dark, but I don't really know exactly how it works because a day later I uploaded a new version and tied that to the episodes. So I don't know if, if both versions are out there, I don't know if I don't the, know. They're all, they're all out there. Something's out there. It's out there. And you know what? I said We're what I said. There. That's exactly what there. I believe, what I feel. I'm not ashamed of it. I just, I didn't want to feel like Gordy, who we talked to last week, the author of 100 Slopes of a Lifetime and probably never talked to again because of this, of last week's episode. I don't want that to, people to think that that reflects his opinion. I don't know what his opinion is. I'm sure it's the opposite or different from mine. And that's great. Who knows, right? But... That's why you listen to us because we don't mean to offend anybody. We're not, we just we're have not our opinions. ski magazine. We're not some veil issued castrated press release. We keep it real. Keeps it real. We're the, we're the crazy friends that your wife or your boyfriend or your husband is like, do you really like hanging out with those guys? And you're like, I kind of like hanging out with those guys because you know what? They keep it real. That's us. Oh yeah. We keep it I real. tell you what, when I hang out with people, they kind of watch me. They're like, Mara's fun to be around, but sometimes if they're trying to impress or they're around mixed company, they're just like, he's going to say something that's going to be embarrassing. And sure enough, I do just to piss people off. I just trying to get in there and just make it flavorful, make it funny. Yeah. I'm the friend. Again, they have to give like people warnings that, uh oh, Brian might be going off on this. You might want to just, you know, take it back a bit or walk away. Like I right. just, no, I get it. Keep sometimes keeping it real goes wrong. We've all been there too. Sometimes right. keeping it real goes wrong. But you know what? I'd rather go out. That way, than just sitting in the corner like a scared little puppy dog that I was most of my life. So, so I've been watching the new season of Curved Your Enthusiasm, and I'm a little bit like Larry David. I can't just let anything go. Like I gotta say shit if it's if it bothers me. We need some. We need more of that in this world these days. 
And it's ridiculous. A lot of times it's the stupid, ridiculous stuff. That's why I laugh so much about it. Cause I'm like, that bothers the shit out of me too. And now sometimes I'll say stuff, but sometimes I don't. And I'm like, but Larry says it. Keeping it real. We need people who keep it real. <laughs> Speaking of keeping it real. We had a fantastic interview with our new friend, Kimberly Robinson. She is the author of a new book soon to be released called Ski A to Z. It is a beautifully illustrated book. We're going to talk more about it in the main topic. We'll have links in the show notes to the website. We think you'll dig it. She was awesome. She's great. And her artwork is awesome. I think we're going to see it a lot more places. I hope so. It's beautiful. It's light. It's fun. It's inviting. Yeah. It's warm. It was great. So It's like we'll- Dr. Seuss is skiing. Dr. Skis. <laughs> Dr. Skis. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Holidays are here, man. It's time to buy some buy some merch. Get some get some merch. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. We got some swag still on there. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast. Hats. hats, hats. I think this hat is actually gonna finally go up online. This one was like a boom. It was like a white whale for a while, but this one's gonna white go online. Whale. So check that out. We have mugs still. Are they we gone? still got plenty of mugs. Ski bump podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, if you want to write to us, if you want stickers, either send us an email or DM us on Instagram. Those are your best bets. Big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Paradise Skis. They make seriously fun skis, paradiseskis.com. They're all about making skiing as fun as possible, whether that's shredding laps in Hawaiian shirts, bringing the parking lot at prey, or getting up early for that huge backcountry objective. It is our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy every single day on the mountains. Go to their website, paradiseskis.com. Use the code SKIBUM15, 15% off. Boom. They got the red, which is, I'm getting good Get better at this right there. There you go. There's the red. Bindings are going on this week, finally. 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 You're not going to do them yourself, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't want to blow that. <laughs> you know, somebody's get, out there practice. listening saying, you you dummy, you got to do it yourself. One day, one day I will be that guy. I would I would be afraid of ruining skis too. I'm just, I'm just not that guy today. One day yeah. I shall be. Those are the red skis. Those are for the resorts. They got the blue, which is the backcountry, and they have the green, which are split boards. Super dope. Check them out. Paradiseskis.com. Thank you so much. Mario, let's kick it off. We always do. It's time for Opray today. So this is a first for me. Um, I thought about this long and hard. And after coming off of a little bit of a cold, I decided to go with something I don't think I've drank on the show in a very long time. Maybe as a side thing, but never as main as main. So today I went with a little H2O. Look at you. A little Ski Bum Podcast HP, H2O. This is infused with the Ski Bum Podcastness. So BPA free. BPA free, of course. Mm. See, water. It's a beautiful thing. And my reusable glass bottle that I think I've had, literally, I was thinking about it. I think I've had this for 10 years. It's glass? Yeah. Not, look at that. Glass bottles, baller ass glass, not plastic. No, I don't do plastic. Glass with a plastic top. And I love that it has like a little. Little thing I can little handle I, there, which I never use, but it has this little opener. And but if you wanted to, I drink all day from this, and then I put it by the side of my bed. So when I wake up at night with a dry throat, refreshing water, refreshing ski bump podcast water. You know what you should do? Alarm clock goes off. You flip that top, just dump it on your head. You're like, woo! Time, time to get woo. up, son. Oh, I will get up, especially after a night of imbibing uh, 
wake up in the morning, I just chug that thing right down. Yeah. It's awesome. It's got to be done. So yeah, that's a first for me. H2O. Simple. H2O. Tastes good. Very clear taste. Very. This is (laughs) reverse osmosis filtered water because I have that. I hooked up that system. So it's purified from the Lake of Minnetonka. (laughs) It's basically you're drinking Florida air. Florida air. Florida air that's been osmosified down. And I have a water, water softener, so it's been softened, then filtered. I don't know what it's that is. It's pretty does. much like like veal. It's like veal water, pretty it's much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the veal it. of waters. I like water. that. That works. I can dig that. You don't even have to really drink it. It just kind of absorbs right into you. Yeah. Let's go like that. And you know, I'm a, I'm in the same boat as you today. I This weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, hope you guys all have a great Thanksgiving I was away and I just, I ate a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I didn't drink too much, but it was Thanksgiving. Dude, I my leftovers today. Did you? I ate like, I got to say the last five meals have just been, or four meals have just been Thanksgiving leftovers. I still got turkey soup. So we went to my, uh, my mother-in-law's, she made a turkey. She made everything, like she made everything, stuffing, potatoes, mm, nice vegetables, whatever. She went all out. My mother-in-law and her boyfriend are now vegetarians. Oh. So she made a giant turkey and there was eight of us, seven of us. So we took home most of the turkey. See, but that's nice. So she's vegetarian, but she didn't impose her vegetarianism on anybody. She made a turkey for everybody. That's true. See, that's pretty nice. But she did go ranting about how this like soy crap was delicious. And I'm like, I'm not even hearing you right now, lady. Like, you <laughs> I don't can- hear you over the turkey eating. I can hear all this like nonsense, like all these, again, it's like a vegetarian vegan thing where they're like, well, you know, this soy powder really does taste delicious. I'm like, that's because your brain and your taste buds are all broken from not eating meat anymore. So you think this garbage tastes good. I had a ribeye steak for dinner tonight. That's what's good. Ribeye steaks are the best. They're delicious. I would eat them every single goddamn day. If I could. Well, think it would have been, would have been worse. She makes the turkey for you and then tries to make you feel bad for eating the turkey. That would have been like entrapment. It's vegan entrapment. <laughs> it's turkey entrapment. Turkey you can't entrapment. Be doing that on Thanksgiving? Not that he right. Damn it! So <laughs> I, it wasn't like I drank a lot. I did have a couple of bourbons and go ranting on at the dinner table on Thanksgiving about <laughs> lockdowns and protests. You're carrying and it on from last week's podcast. You got to do it. I was just fired up all you had week. A lot to get out. Fired up. <laughs> so it was a, lot, a bunch of bourbons, and then Friday night. It was Friday night. We went to. Uh, in-law and other family members and they had the uh, Jack Daniels single barrel rye, which was nice. Good. I don't know if I would actually buy the bottle myself, but I had about three or four of those, which was mm. yummy that that night, dude. So there's a pizza place near my mother-in-law's that Portnoy went to the one bite app and gave it like an eight, six. So you we went there. Lo- so black, there. black Friday, hour and a half wait for pizza. Like what? that's how crazy wow. busy it was that night. Again, it's Friday night, Black Friday. Like people don't yeah. want to cook, whatever, whatever. But we got this pizza. It was really, really good. Nice. I ate four slices of pizza and then had two pieces of pie after. Like I was like seriously, Damn. like it was it was beyond Fat Fuck Friday. It was like <laughs> the next level. <laughs> so it was a lot of booze, a lot of like sugar and Brian's coffee. fat fuck Friday. I, just, I love it. I just had a lot of like, just a lot. Did you have ice cream too? I know you had to have some ice cream. 
you can't have apple pie without ice cream. I, I knew it. I knew you had ice cream. And I had homemade whipped cream bourbon on top of the pumpkin pie. Damn. Yeah. So I went, I went hard in the paint this weekend. So yeah, I'm with you. I uh, actually have two beverages now. I have, you can't see it, but this is my awesome Ski Bum podcast, highfalutin Ski Bum Yeti cup, nice. which are not available. They're, they're sold out. You waited too long. I'm sorry. They were, they were limited edition in the first place. Matcha green tea in here. Nice. Which is weird because I have Do you like this. matcha? I tried matcha. I'm not a big fan. I like it. I like it. Uh, I used to put it in my shakes. And well, I'm the thing kinda... is you can't put too much in. Like it really does. You, yeah. I think it calls for like half a teaspoon for like, I think eight or 10 ounces of water. So really it's potent. So I, I like this when I don't want to drink coffee, but I need a little bit of caffeine kick. So I got this. And crazy thing is I bought this in March of 2020. The powder. With the specific reason, I was uh, I listened to a podcast with Dr. Andrew Vile, who's like I forget what he was was he like the Surgeon General or something, or he, he's got a bunch of books. Smart guy, all about health. He this is before, when COVID was a was just about to hit. It was like again first week in March, and he wasn't worried about it. And he was like, "Oh, just make sure you take like this like mushroom spray and some matcha green tea." So I got all the stuff he recommended. I got this matcha stuff. I've been drinking it slowly. This is like a two-month supply. It's taken me almost two years to drink it. Wow. I'm wondering if I finish this bag of matcha green tea, will all COVID be over? Perhaps this is like the harbinger of evil. Like ever since it came into existence, it has been COVID. Dude, if you finish that bag and get COVID the next week, that thing was keeping you from getting COVID. So it's like Schrodinger's matcha right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> well, so that, that have you been keeping keeping up with the calf liver? Oh, my liver chips? Your liver chips. 100%. 100%. See, that's keeping you going too. Liver chips, matcha green tea. I also I have, been doing... I have pills for those. You know that. Yeah, but the, what's the fun in that? What's the cool adventure? Boop, right down. I don't have I just, to chew it. But dude, I look for it. Like I, I like it now. I get like <laughs> I want to chew on my liver chips. I get angry if I don't have them. I get fat. I eat I eat a bunch of stuffing and pie if I don't have my liver chips. Dude, I gave my dog a pig ear today. That would be like eating that. I eat that. A little barbecue sauce. <laughs> he right. ate the thing and like, oh my God, he he's a puppy and he chews a lot. He devoured that thing in like, I gotta say, 45 minutes. Done. Something that's supposed to last a few days, he just chops it down. They want us to drink Soylent. They want us to drink, eat soy. They want men Soylent green is be, people. They want men to become less like men and more like women. That's right. Women to become more like men. This is, I don't know who they is. But they want that. They want I, men Jeff, to be like women, but yet then they knock men for not being as masculine as and they And then women say they can't find a good man. They can't find a real man. A real man. Where have all the cowboys gone, Paula Cole? She's asking that in 1998. How do you think Paula Cole feels now? She can't yeah. find a cowboy then? What the fuck is she going to find now? You ain't finding it now. <laughs> anyway. Manicure it up. Fancy anyway, smelling. Drinking my matcha. <laughs> I also can't see it either because it's in this awesome, another Yeti thermos. This is, what the hell is that stuff called? Liquid IV. Oh, Got yeah. Lemon lime liquid IV. I love this I stuff. I tried that way back when it first came out. It gave me a yeah. stomachache. I didn't Did like it? it too much. Yeah. I don't know why. It came with little vials, right? Well, like little uh, packets. You got, you got the packets, yeah. I got the packets, yeah. I got the lemon-lime one. And this stuff, it just hydrates you. And again, that's always my problem. I'm never hydrated enough. So hydration. maximize hydration. 
So, I think I need a uh, like a saline drip all day. That wouldn't be. I was bad, in the hospital right? one time. They gave me a saline drip for like two days. I got out of there. I was like, I could run on the treadmill without even drinking water. It was great. You feel like liquid. You feel like I you're was so hydrated. Liquid. I was like, this is how I should be all the time. But think about how many people just don't get that feeling ever. Like they're always just dehydrated, eating <sighs> crap food, processed junk. Like I don't drink people, enough water during the day. I'm trying to drink more water. That's why I got the liquid IV because it like maximizes your hydration. Allegedly, according to the friggin' box. Allegedly. It's just sugar and lemon lime flavor. Let's be honest, but I still like it. It's still good. You can put anything you want. Just call it whatever you want these days. Follow there's the no, science. There's no rules anymore. Follow the science, Brian. I'm following the science. <laughs> I'm trying to follow the science. And it hydrated you. Follow the science. Listen, this is officially on the list of things that are science. It is did it hydrate you more? Well, you drank more water by drinking it. So yes, it did. So if I didn't drink it, I would be less hydrated. So thus then, it is a hydrator. And it's the claims it's are the all true. Exactly. True. Must include, you must drink water with it to add to the hydration. Yeah, what, if I, what if I just like ate the liquid IV packet? Just like ate a bunch of packets. Right. Is that going to help you hydrate better? I'd probably be foaming at the mouth, I think. It'd be really <laughs> problematic. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe if I snort the liquid IV, maybe that'll oh, produce that some sort of crazy better. effects. Yeah. So we watched that Dope Sick on, uh, on Hulu okay. with uh, Michael Keaton. Um. And it was uh, pretty good. It's about the um, the uh, Purdue Pharma. Yeah, yeah, Purdue Pharma. It was really good. And that was one of the things they're like snorting it, like to get higher, like quicker. Snorting oxycotton. Yeah, they would lick the outside of it to get the time release capsule, the time release part of it out, and rub it off on their skin or their shirt, and then they'd crush it up and snort it. You know, Very ingenious that kids well, thought about thing. that. Like, could you imagine if people would take that sort of ingenuity and drive and desire and yeah. just pivot it to something positive? Use it for good, not for evil. Yeah. But instead, they're like, hey, man, I figured out, I tried all these different ways. It's like just want to uh, get super high. It, it's, like, it's like you hear about the kids that die from putting the vodka-soaked tampon up their ass. <laughs> What is that about? Who tries that? Who's the first person that tries it? Hey, hey man, man, got me really feel good. Got me really wasted. And then how'd they die? Uh, tampon soaked in vodka up their ass. Like that's just horrible way to go. Like you got to think about that before you do something. Just like, just saying. Like someone's got to tell your mother if that's what happened to you. Yeah. Like do you really want that? Well, here's the report. He had a vodka soaked tampon up his ass. Yeah. Just ah, oh, it's just bad. I mean, why do you want to get that hammered that quick? Exactly. What are you running away from? Look yourself John, in the mirror. John Wayne is turning in his grave. He's like, there's no man out there. Look yourself in the mirror and go, why do you want to get this hammered? Yeah. What are you running away from? If something goes that. bad. Exactly. You know, let's figure this out. Come on. I'm, we're here for you. This is therapy for us too. Come on. Hey, we're all this together. Therapists are online 24 seven. There's help available. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of being available and having hope. Let's go to Ski News. I saw this story today, recording this on Monday. This is like a, because of Thanksgiving, things were a little wonky with our schedule. So I'm doing this on Monday. But this was, this made me happy. This brought joy, hope to my heart. How about this? All criminal charges dropped after investigation into COVID-19 outbreak at Ischgl. Ski Resort, Austria, finds 
no one was to blame. I blame COVID. <laughs> well, COVID is the thing. You can't blame the thing, apparently, because there's no... It's not a real person. Well, does, does COVID if, have a what soul? What if COVID was a person? But what does COVID have a soul? We have to ask ourselves. Mm. Uh, uh. Does, is COVID conscious? Well, these are questions we have to ask. Is it conscious? Yeah. Is, is it, it a real? sentient being? Is it a sentient being? And is it right to get rid of it? Was it programmed in that lab in Wuhan, allegedly, with a soul? I don't know. I don't know. So by if we're using the vaccines and killing the virus, are we actually killing a soul? And are we bad people because of that? Hey, I don't know. We're bad people for celebrating Thanksgiving, apparently. We're bad people for So everything. some people say, right? Well, I will say, this is a total non sequitur. I was looking at, I was having dinner tonight, and I put a couple of cashews on my salad. Love cashews on my salad. That's how I do things. I like things. that. Yeah. Nutty salad. I looked at all the places. It says like, these products may have come from, and it listed like 12 countries. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, think about like a Costco and think about just the raping of the earth that has to be done to fill the inventory of a Costco, just one Costco. And there's hundreds of them all over the world country. Dude, you just, you just described Aussie bites. How much stuff goes into an Aussie bite? I mean, they're delicious, but it's like a blood diamond. It's like eating a blood diamond. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't, I mean, maybe we are going that far. I don't know. Like just as human beings, as Americans, all the stuff that we just demand, like I can't find fresh avocados. It's like, well, they grow them. It's like, I can't grow avocados where I live. Yeah. We got to check ourselves. Check yourself. You mean mean I can't get two day delivery on that toilet paper? Oh my God. What am I going to do? Maybe you should have ordered it before you ran out. (laughs) Dude, I had a full Costco thing of toilet paper, March, 2020, before everything went down because I was prepared. I'm always prepared. I got like a billion rolls of paper towels. I got tons of Lysol wipes. I have like 25 steaks in my freezer right now. I'm prepared. You got the bunker going. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Total non sequitur. Apologies. (laughs) Ishkill. So they said that all criminal charges against people and officials involved in the COVID-19 outbreak at Ishkil Ski Resort in Austria have been dropped. Five people, including four officials, had been under investigation. So the Innsbruck prosecutor's office statement said the investigations into the spread of coronavirus in Ishkil in spring of 2020 have been discontinued. There is no charge. There is no evidence that anyone culpably did anything or failed to do anything to increase the risk of contagion 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 words bro Mm, words this is great so the first of potentially thousands of lawsuits against the austrian government regarding the handling of the covid19 outbreak at ishko ski resort in march 2020 began in september we talked about this back in september how the widow of Hans Schopf, 72, an Austrian journalist who died with COVID-19, is suing the Austrian government for 100,000 euros for responding too slowly to the threat of the virus. She claims that he was infected on a crowded bus to the station while fleeing the resort. And we threw a bunch of awful conspiracy theories that challenged this man's honor about perhaps some starlets that are there and alleged... Other interactions write, you may have had. When they write fleeing the resort, like I think of like. Like World War Z or something. 
Yeah, or volcanoes exploding and you're you're riding in the bus like Pompeii, kind of, you know, doom and gloom. But they were just taking a bus out of the resort, not fleeing. They were leaving the resort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter Kolba, head of the Austrian Consumer Protection Association, said Wednesday that he had the impression there had been a cover up following the prosecutor's decision not to proceed. Austrian national and local authorities have been blamed for their slow reaction to the coronavirus outbreak at Ischgl, the ski resort that became the epicenter of the disease in Europe. 32 COVID-related deaths have been traced back to the area. Man, I'm Momentous, glad we went there before COVID. So it was fun. magical. It was awesome. <laughs> Timing is everything, my friend, right? That's right. Momentous miscalculations were made by local authorities in Tyrol, Austria, when the first positive tests were made in the resort of Ischgl, who reacted too slowly, said Ronald Rohrer, chairman of the expert commission set up to examine the outbreak response. It isn't just local authorities under scrutiny. Rohrer was also critical of the poor communications from officials at both a local and national level. Chancellor Sebastian Kurtz announced a quarantine from March 13th without explaining that foreign visitors would be allowed to leave. This resulted in a mass panic with tourists fleeing Ischgl to avoid a lockdown rather than waiting for an organized evacuation, ultimately leading to the mass spread of the virus around Europe. Hmm. Ah. They're afraid of getting stuck in a ski town, but why? Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, first lawsuits from people who claim they contracted coronavirus at Ischgl Ski Resort in Austria began last month with the latest report looking to help their case. More than 6,000 people from across Europe and including 28 from the USA contacted officials regarding a class action lawsuit against the Austrian ski resort at the center of the criminal investigation that seeks to pin the blame of local authorities for their handling of the outbreak and by initially trying to bury it. Almost a thousand are joining in a class action lawsuit. Hmm. So, of course, people are trying to get money out of this. Of course. Because that's just. It's what we do. That's kind of the way things are, unfortunately, at this time. Well, it's rare for Europe to do it, right? It's common in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. And they say a class action is likely to hinge on whether they were culpable Unlawful actions by the authorities. Hans Meyer, former dean of the Faculty of Law at the University of Vienna, told the Washington Post, one of the travelers seeking to join the lawsuit is a New Jersey man who claims he passed the virus onto his father, who then died of COVID-19. So it's his later. fault. A university <laughs> study showed that 42% of residents in Ishko had antibodies for COVID-19, giving the area the world's highest COVID infection rating. Or the world's first herd immunity site. Depends how you want to look at it, right? Right? Just, Just saying. Look at it. Now, again, that Jersey guy claiming that he passed the virus to his father who died three weeks later. Like, I, again, I don't know the story. Maybe his father had like terminal cancer or leukemia or something else. And is just trying to tack on, trying to get a few bucks out of somebody. Well, then people get mad. They're like, I had it. I must have given it. I'm, I'm angry. I lost a loved one. It's, it's tough. It's a really hard thing to do. Was, but how do you prove that? Right? Dude, look, like, at, look at now versus 20, 21 months ago, back in 
March of 2020, we had no idea what the hell we were up against. Like we yeah. had no idea how serious this was going to be. We it's also had like that crazy COVID video of proof Wuhan. somebody gave it to you. It's impossible. Like it's you absolutely impossible. You theoretically could have gotten it from that person, but you could have got it from anywhere else. Like yeah. it's, I don't know. It's, it's lunacy. Like if this was able to proceed and they were able to actually go through with this, it would be absolute, absolute lunacy. Like what would be next? Everybody would be suing everyone in the yeah. entire world. Yeah. That would be it. We won class action lawsuit against everybody. It's yeah. I mean, this is like, this is what it is. Like this I got is COVID. A- I got somebody to sue then. I'm going to look for somebody to sue. Cause that's, I got it from somebody. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. You just find, find a way to sue somebody who gave you, you know, give it to you. Yeah. Or I ate at that restaurant the night before I got COVID. I think they gave it to me. I'm just going to sue them. I'm going to sue the restaurant I had before that. The people, the business I went to before the day before I'm going to sue them. I could have, I could have been in contact a few days before I got signs of COVID. I'm going to sue yeah. everybody. Everybody <laughs> I was in contact with. Why not? Right. I rode the subway. I'm suing New York City and I'm suing the subway system and everybody on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have COVID. You could have been a carrier. You were asymptomatic. You just we just had no idea. So I'm glad this has been yeah, kind of put aside now. The question is what happens now in Austria? We all know what we talked about last week. We went on I went on my tirade. I don't know what's going to go on there. Is it going to reopen? Are we going to try to get back to some semblance of normal there? I think they should close personally, close Austria and let Mario and Brian check out all the ski slopes before anybody gets to go back out there. That would be pretty sweet, right? That would be a good job. I would be a fan of that. (laughs) All right. Next up we have mother nature and Michaela Schiffen take Killington world cup by storm. Boom. So five years ago, Killington uh, was added to the World Cup circuit for the women's uh, women's skiing, and uh, it's been doing pretty well. Uh, the COVID pandemic canceled the event last year, canceled a lot of events, and then last year they wound up just staying in Europe, right? In a in a ski bubble is what they called it. They were going to bubble in in Europe and just do all the skiing there. Um, so they brought it back to Killington, Vermont this, this year and it went off, uh, without, well, no, I couldn't say without a hitch, but, uh, there was warm weather. Um, and then at the last minute, there was a lot of cold weather that moved in and they just doused the whole mountain with snow blown, uh, snow, uh, which was great. They had it everything was nice. And, and I think when they do the downhill racing and the slalom, they like it pretty hard, right? Almost icy, which fits Killington to a T. So I guess conditions were, were nice. And the day of the event or the day that morning, it started snowing and they got like a foot of snow and they don't ski those events in powder. It kind of messes everything up. So <laughs> you said you, you saw it on TV. I saw part of it, but I didn't see that part where they were trying to race. The Yeah, I was watching it. It's it a giant slalom, right? Was it? It was a giant slalom <coughs> Saturday. And I was, I was trying to watch it when it was starting up like nine 30 or 10 in the morning. And I tried going on like NBC sports and sometimes they have it. They didn't have it. Cause it's all stupid soccer. So I, uh, I was looking at the, you know, when they were going to have something on and it was around, you know, three o'clock, they were going to broadcast the second run. And I had my DVR set up. I was traveling during the day, taking care of the kids. 
like nine o'clock at night, I finally put on the DVR and I saw, I'm like, oh, cool. I can finally watch it. And they're like, yeah, it didn't happen. It was all snowy today. Like I wasn't on social media. I wasn't looking at anything. So it was a total surprise to me. But they said for the goal, uh, the giant slalom run, they had nine skiers they let down. And Michaela was actually in last place of Oof. those nine, which is pretty crazy. Wow. But it was, you know, watching it, you know, because they do it on Superstar at Killington. And, mm. you know, if you're from the East Coast, you know, we usually ski in flat light. We've got a lot of, you know, it's it's not the uh, the out west bright sky experience. You get a lot of dark days, gray days. And it was just, it was that kind of weather. And I could, uh, watching them ski, I'm like, I know exactly what that feels like <laughs> on that same trail. Now, again, yeah. I did it at probably half the speed. Not need to hit those turns like they did and be like, I'm getting, I'm going to the, I'm just getting a bar. I'm going to the bar after this. Forget it. I'm just gonna have a drink. Cause this is, this condition suck. But yeah, they, uh, they cancel it after nine, which, you know, Ted Ligeti is now the, the guy doing the broadcasting for NBC sports for the skiing. And, and he was like, yeah, I'm surprised they even let nine go down because usually yeah. they just cancel it all together and don't even bother. But. Well, I love yeah. in the, uh, in the article, they have a picture and they're, they're, there's a crew on there and they, they say the crew faces a gray fog as it attempts to mark the race course on Saturday. I'm like, I exactly know that gray fog. Yep. <laughs> You'll be skiing down and all of a sudden, boom, that middle or top of the mountain is fogged out. You're like, I can't see a thing. It's terrifying. It's like, I know that gray fog very well. <laughs> so they limited ticket sales to 10,000 per day. And I guess they hit the mark because they, they were thinking they could, they could have blasted out the record of viewers uh, oh they would have destroyed the record this year just because of the lockdown and people's pent-up excitement yeah. but yeah they kept it you know kind of tight and <clears throat> it still looked super crowded to me i mean it looked great and so they got a it's funny how a how snow canceled the ski event but that's yeah. that's what happened on saturday but the winds were really gusty it was really nasty out there for the racers so it was yeah. cool to have them come back for the slalom on sunday have it go down as as great as it did I uh, I watched and that Kayla, whole. Michaela was too. the winner. It was she was the winner. Yeah, she was the second to last to go. She, uh, she it's funny. Like I watched all these women race, and they you know they probably showed at least twenty twenty five of the women for their second run going, and some of them it looks like they're working so hard, and their times weren't reflecting the mm. amount of effort they put in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you watch Michaela ski and it looks graceful. so effortless, so smooth, so graceful. Exactly. Yeah. And you see her times. It's like minus 0.2, minus 0.6, minus 0.8, minus 1.2. Like you're like, holy cow. Like she's doing everything right. And you know, the last skier was uh Petra. Is it Valhara? Valova. 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 Yeah. From that's Slovakia. The, they're like the main rivals now. And she was in the lead after the first run and she, if she hadn't like biffed on one of the turns, like she totally just like went yeah. out. And the fact she had that two consistent times, Michaela was a lot slower on her first run or second run. She flew. Yeah. But, uh, but Petra, like, so she, she kind of probably the first quarter of the run. That's when she kind of had that turn that, that kind of set her loose. It's funny. I was thinking to myself and I watched the replay. I'm like, if that happened to me, 
I would have like blown out my MCL. <laughs> I would have been in the trees. Like the fact that she recovered going as fast as she was going, was able yeah. to snap herself back onto the course and have a time that good was really impressive. I mean, she was, she was skiing awesome, but Michaela, like, again, like she even said in the comments afterwards, and it was kind of funny because they were interviewing her and they kind of did like the wrap it up box just cut away from her. Cause she was sort of like rambling because she, she, she was talking about like, ah, uh, the record, I have the record now and that's great, but I don't really care about records, but I do. And you're competitive. You kind of fight for this and that. And like, she just was like rambling. Going on and on. He's, and right. they're like, well, that wraps up coverage today. Killing. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> that, that was exactly what they Like the award was. shows where they start playing the music and they're like, all right, time to get out. Like the Chappelle show, the wrap it up box. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> wrap it up. It That's was pretty awesome. funny, but she, uh, yeah, she skied awesome. And yeah, it's so cool seeing her do that well at what she considers her home snow at Killington. That's cool. I'm glad it went well, went, went without a hitch. Looks like a lot of people still got out. They said they put 15 million gallons of water through the guns to blanket last minute to blanket the, uh, the course. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's yeah. a ton of water. 15 million gallons. 15 million gallons. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the Killington website and I was like, oh, I wonder if they, uh, how much they opened of the, the resort with that foot of snow that dropped. Probably I'm like, they much. didn't do a single damn thing because all they were focusing <laughs> on was getting this race. That's right. Completed and having the conditions there be as perfect as possible. Are you skiing anywhere else? Nope. You're going to watch the World Cup and that's it. Pretty much, yeah. But that's cool. That's a nice trip. You go up there, you get some Vermont country breakfast, get a nice, you know, pancake breakfast or something, watch the race. I wonder too, if he's, you know, I'm assuming that all these ladies were staying at the Killington Grand Hotel. That's my guess. <laughs> the the nice hotel right there at the bottom. Like, where yeah. are they going for breakfast? Are like, are they, are they going out? Are they going down to like sugar and spice? Are they going to the backcountry cafe or are they like, what are they doing? Or they get, or they rent condos. I remember uh, when I was in Sistier, got to be like two two years ago before COVID, um, we passed by uh, a bunch of condos and they're like, oh yeah, Michaela's staying in there with the rest of the um, the women's team. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So they were in condos. So I imagine they kind of do condos. They probably travel with, you know, trainers and chefs and all sorts of stuff, but. Their whole entourage, yeah. You never know. They might be down at the uh, the local. Um, They're at the Wobbly Barn. The Wobbly might be at the Wobbly hanging out. <laughs> or the Wobbly at the uh, salad bar there. Pickle Barrel. They're a pickle barrel after the uh, the races. Getting that twenty dollar pie. <laughs> I can Jeez. see that them hitting the pickle barrel after. Yeah. <clears throat> Go out for some dancing. Cutting a rug. You wonder. You wonder. And it looks like we have. One final story this week on the old podcast. So good old Marcus Caston is back with his return of the turn. And if you're not familiar with that, Marcus has been doing this for a couple of years now. And he puts out these little, little mini movies, you know, they're like five, eight, 10 minutes long. And this was pretty cool because he kind of talked about him, like him growing up as a ski racer, skiing at Snowbird. And they focused on Midgad as the the topic for this episode. And I have my snowbird map up right now. And I'm looking at Midgad. And it's pretty much like the beginner area. And that's where they have their race course. But 
dude, he was going to the trees and doing some runs over there. He's like, this is as gnarly and awesome as anywhere in the country that you can ski. And it was oh, really cool because through it. I'm watching. It. Oh, yeah. dude. Awesome. Definitely not his first run through there, as you can tell. Yeah, but he also got a powder day. Like it was nice. Oh, it was beautiful. But you know, he him too. Like he you know, he grew up skiing there. That's his, you know, his home mountain. And he's saying like at 13, he joined, you know, the ski racing team there. And, you know, he's talking about him and his buddies would always like dare each other to try different stuff. And they would like go in there and do different tricks. And, and he's totally off piece and just freaking ripping. Oh, dude. Crazy it's, stuff. It's tremendous. And again, I'm looking at the, uh, the snowbird map that I have on the wall here. And it's kind of funny because I've been to snowbird twice now, two or three times, twice. I've never even, I think, been in the Midgat area. Yeah, you usually stay away. You're like, that's beginner. I don't want to go. We there. never went over there. We would always just do all the stuff off the Peruvian, off where the tram is, you know, going back to the um we hung on that one the gulch. The yeah, Peruvian the gulch. gulch on the backside, yeah. which was awesome. And then when we got to, you know, we're on the front side, we go over to Gad Valley and then kind of wind our way back over down towards where the hotels and the 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 village is down there. Like I never even skied over there. Like I never was on that lift. Like it's crazy to think about. But yeah. there's like that mountain just has so much epic terrain. It's unreal. That's funny. People are, you know, bragging about where they skied. You're like, yeah, I did mid get all day. I ripped it up. People are like, what? What'd you do? Rip it up that bunny hill? Yep. All day. Ready stay stay away. It's a bunny hill. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't want you coconuts uh ruining my <laughs> my lines over here. It's so cool too. Like I love at the end they have he's on the chairlift with um this uh his ski buddy, this, this girl, she's got, which like 14 or 15, who's like a ski racer there. And like they ski together and she is just phenomenal. Like she's nice. keeping up with him. Like she is an awesome, awesome skier. And there's like a whole like question and answer thing at the end. And, uh, like they're talking on the chair. She's asking her the questions and he's like, are you a better skier than Marcus? And she's like, yeah, of course, <laughs> no doubt. Of course, I should be sponsored too. Yeah, Probably that's is. pretty sweet. If she ain't now, she will be real soon because she was phenomenal. That's awesome. So this is a fun video. And if you haven't seen the new Warren Miller movie yet, Face of Winter, dude, Marcus Kasten is like half the movie. Like he's like the first half of it, maybe a third. Like the first third, it's just him. Like mm. he's out at Snow King up in uh, Wyoming. He's out at the little place in Steamboat that's not Steamboat. He's up in Alaska. Like he was just all over the place. Like that guy is just living the dream. Like he that's is cool. absolutely living the freaking dream. Skin his ass off. And has a sweet mustache. Yes. Uh, so we'll put the link in the show notes if you want to check it out. Getting some crazy. Dude, terrain. how fun does that look? That looks pretty awesome. It looks super like awesome. dropping cliffs. <laughs> yeah. The beginner area and the dropping cliffs because it's like the part where people aren't skiing. It's great. That's what he says too. He's like, dude, he's like, this is a beginner lift. And he's like, all this stuff is just here. Yeah. Nobody's skiing on it. They all look at it. It's unreal. Like I look like look at the trail map of Snowbird. It's almost a third. And it's probably a half double blacks. That's like awesome. the mountain yeah. is just so awesome. Snowbird's time, good. There's just there's zero light nightlife. <laughs> ski, go to sleep, ski again. That's, that's what it. you're there for, man. You're ski, there sleep, to ski, ski, bro. Sleep. That's it. Park City, if you want to go and uh, you know, you not get into the high west. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, which doesn't exist. I was just there. Yeah, but if you're there to ski, man, Snowbird Alta, like you. I'm telling you, if I was at High West better. and I was listening to this podcast, as much as we break their balls for never getting in there, I'd reach out and send us like a bottle or something because we're just going to keep going on and on. <laughs> you think we this will. is ever going to end until yeah. I sit in there and have a meal and a, and a, and a whiskey. It's going to go on. We have a couple of running jokes that are never going to stop until they're forced to stop. And that's one <laughs> that's of them. Right. Once we get the cease and desist, that would, <laughs> then it will stop. We get a letter, certified letter, then maybe. Yes. Which means we got to them. Message sent. That's right. We broke them. <laughs> Message received. So with that, that's the ski news. We are now going to roll into our main topic. And we alluded to it a little bit earlier. We talked to our new friend, Kimberly Robinson. She is an illustrator. She is an avid skier. She just created a beautiful new book. And yeah, it I pre-ordered called, it already. So did I. Boom. It's called Ski A to Z. And it's pretty much an introductory illustrated guide to skiing and she wanted you know she talked about how she she loves skiing and but for some people maybe it's a little too some of the terminology is a little bit too new and difficult and overwhelming if you're just a newbie coming into it so she's like well how can i make this fun for everyone very approachable yeah kind of get people up to speed a little faster than they would regularly so she created this beautiful book did some awesome illustrations. It's coming out in the next few weeks. We'll let her talk more about it. Here she is. And now it's A to Z in the UK. <laughs> A to Z for us. Here's Kimberly. I hope you enjoy it. All right. And we have another very special guest this week. We have Kim K. Robinson, who is the author of a new book soon to be released, Ski A to Z. Kim, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. So tell us about this book. Uh, I know you sent us a copy to preview and thank you for sending it. And it is a beautiful book. Um, I'll, I'll let you don't, talk don't about it. Don't let me stop you. Don't let no, me stop no. <laughs> I, I want I want you to give a proper introduction and I can chime in on uh, some okay, of my observations. Cool. Okay, cool. So Ski A to Z is, um, it's an illustrated introduction to skiing and it's for anyone that's interested in skiing. It's, um, there's over a hundred illustrations. It's got hints, tips, advice, and it's, and there's the illustrations help to, uh, to, to get the message across. And, uh, it's, we're coming up to Christmas. We're coming up to the ski season, hopefully going to be the best ski season of the last few huh. for more people. It's so, definitely going to beat last year. Easy. <laughs> well, it is in Europe, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, so basically the book is uh, it's been published next month. Um, you can buy it online. Um, so, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm biased, but like you say, you've had a look through it. So tell me about what you thought. Well, first off, I want to ask you, like, what inspired you to write this book? Obviously, there's a, there's a, you have a love of skiing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ski since I was five years old. Um, and then one day um, after skiing in the three valleys in France, I thought, I want to sit down with my paints. What should I paint? I'll paint ski equipment. And it kind of sort of went on from there then. So I started with equipment. Then I think I did a piece basher. 
Then I did this après ski scene and it started to sort of kind of get some momentum. I thought, actually, this could be something. This could be a project for me to sort of explore and, and kind of upskill and, you know, because I'm always wanting to sort of develop my, you know, my skills, my art skills. And um, so I was sharing things through social media. People were responding to it. And as, as time progressed and we got locked down, and then we got locked down again. <laughs> it just gave a lot of time to be able to focus on 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 the art and the illustration. And no I thought, excuses, right? You're home. You're locked in. Like get, yeah, get totally, to painting. Totally. That's it. No one was taking any paints away from anyone. You know, <laughs> I think for creative people, you know, it was kind of it was just sort of time to sort of turn a bit more inward and and you know and get and get the work done that you always intend to do but often things pull you away from it so so yeah so I, I was I was working on 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 that as a project and then I got um I was contacted by Dan Egan yes look at that we both yeah. have the book Did I ask that? <laughs> so Dan contacted me through LinkedIn and said I'm working on a new book and would you do some illustrations for the book and um, he'd seen my the work that's now gone into the Ski A to Z book. And so he uh, he asked me to to come back with um, some sketches for 10 illustrations. So I went back with lots of different options for him to choose from. And in the end, I ended up doing 22 illustrations. Did you do the one in the back here of like Chill Dan? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. So I've got some of them here, actually. Um, so, so basically, um, it was a bit of a challenge for me because these are all black and white, whereas anyone, um, if they see the book or if they see my website, then... Very colorful. Very colorful. I so, bet you did uh, this one, though, right? Dan and his dad? Yes. I yeah, that, that was one. a really special one. Yeah, because... the, You took that from the photo, right, that they included in the book? Yes. Yeah, so he sent me a photograph and obviously it's his dad. You know, I didn't know whether his dad is, was, is still living and it felt like a really sort of kind of quite a powerful thing to do. I needed to get it right. And if you look at the photo of Dan's dad in the book, he's got glasses underneath goggles. <laughs> That's a really excellent little observation there. Yeah. Really tough. So, yeah, so I actually gave, um, I met with Dan in uh, last month, actually, and uh, I gave him that painting and also the painting of his mum and his siblings. Oh, that's so cool. Felt that he should have them. So so I haven't got them ones here. Um, but yeah, so I tried, um, as I've done with all the illustrations, like like with the one of Dan's dad, the photo was quite dark on the face. Can't really see much of the expression behind the goggles. Yeah, here's the photo watching. Yeah. There's the photo. So the goggles screen out a lot of the emotion that we know that we feel when we're skiing. You know, when we're skiing and we feel it's just, you know, it's, it's a fabulous, joyful feelings when you're out in the environment, the mountains, the majesty of it. And um, with goggles and reflective lenses, a lot of that doesn't come across in photography. So when I was illustrating the book, uh, I really wanted to to think, how can I get across that emotion and how can I um, demonstrate how people are feeling in a way that photography can't at the moment if it's taking pictures of people skiing. So it's all about kind of opening up the faces, showing the expression, showing the joy. And so and so that was um I did that for that picture of of Dan and his Dan and his dad. And then uh, I've used that a lot in the illustrations for for Ski A to Z to um to portray. And that's part of what's hopefully will inspire new people 
to ski and the sport and every every industry and sport needs new people coming in but also to um you know to kind of portray hi maria <laughs> can you hear us so so to portray and um, to portray those emotions um which people who do ski will be able to relate be able to relate to i got some echo going on there I got some echo going on there I think you're, uh, I don't know what I you're, I think you're, uh, I don't know what you're, you got some echo, you, you got, got some, some echo, you got some. Sounds like you're rapping a bit. Rapping yeah, a bit. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you, but I, I can hear, hear you, myself back. I can hear myself back. Oh boy, he's gone. All right. Sorry about that. That kind of ruined, ruined a bit of the flow there. But yeah, I think with that picture too, I think that was one of the, I think, was it the last time he skied with his father or one of the last times? I think. Yeah, I think, I think it was, I know it was special for him because what I tried to do in the painting as well, I've, I've kind of put Dan's dad's hand on his shoulder and accentuated a little bit more in the painting to give that sense of that kind of, closeness and that you know just trying to just just trying to do a little bit more than photo can you know that's otherwise why why why, use paint? why create art right exactly so yeah. it should be trying to so i was always trying to sort of think what can i do that is a little bit different than what what a photograph could do yeah and and that was one thing like i just as just an overview of looking at you know just scrolling through it the one thing that stuck out with me like the one word that that came to my mind was just joy like you Excellent. look at these paintings <laughs> and there's a warmth, there's a joy, there's a passion that just comes through in all of your illustrations. And Brilliant. Like you just look at them and you could actually spend a couple minutes looking at every character, every person in this, because there's levels to, like you mentioned with the picture with Dan and his father, the hand on there. There's those little things that if you observe it for long enough, you'll, you'll find different things in there. And like you said, a photograph is a photograph that captures a moment in time and it's past this. There's, there's something else to it. Almost like a, like a sixth sense or something else. And uh, I think that makes part of this, what makes this book so enjoyable to just to look through is the warmth and the joy that comes through in your illustrations. Excellent. Cause that's what I was really trying to do to get across joy and to try and get people to, to sort of, you know, I think if we can all tune in to where we feel joy feelings and we can try and do things that trigger that more and kind of understand what was it about that that triggered that, we can all experience more joy. And let's face it, to me, joy, they're the best times. That's what um, we're in need of the most in these times, yeah. especially. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. you know, it's, and I'll make a self plug. That's kind of what our podcast is trying to do with skiing is that, you know, we're not the greatest skiers in the world. We're not jumping out of helicopters every week like you see in all the movies. Hey, talk about yourself. No, that's, that's true. That's true. I'm talking about, exactly. I'm talking for me right now. You don't now. know what I do on the weekend. I'm just talking for me right now. We are, we're trying to bring more joy to the ski world. We're the ones who, we're your buddies in the car when you're driving to your weekend trip or going on your big out west or to Europe trip. We're your buddies who are hanging out with you, sharing stories, having some laughs. That's kind of, we're, we're like an add-on ski bonus. So we kind of, we totally know where you're coming from. We're in the same kind of vein. Just we're doing it through our melodious words and you're doing it through illustrations. Excellent. Yeah, cool. No, I'm glad that you found that. That's really interesting, you know, because it's like there's not that many people that have seen the book um, because you can't get hold of a copy unless there's a pre-publication copy. You can't get hold of it till next month. So it's really interesting to hear 
what people's take on it is. And, you know, if, if you feel that and that, that comes through, then that's brilliant to hear. Well, just the first off, like within the first five pages, I feel like the person with the head who's like head has like the little chalet and the giant reindeer yeah. and the mountain. I feel like that's my brain. <laughs> like my brain is that person's brain. Yeah. And scrolling down, I wish people could see this as I'm describing it. The guy in the Hawaiian shirt. I, I, I've got the, I can show if, um, hey, yeah. well, that, that one's page five. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, oh, I know, you know, you've memorized this. Yeah. He knows. That person, yeah. like that's, that's my brain. Like most of the day. <laughs> Yeah. about skiing yeah and then on page seven the guy in the hawaiian shirt yeah i, I actually <laughs> own three ski hawaiian shirts because there's one company in the u.s here called ski the east they right. finally made a ski hawaiian shirt i bought the exact same one in three different colors because that's oh. how i operate in the summertime i think it's skiing i got the hawaiian shirt on i love that guy that's like my spirit animal <laughs> spirit animal. and then there was um what, oh, what, on, what's then, different about a ski Hawaiian shirt then is it like thicker or no it just, just has pictures of skiers like there's pictures oh. of people skiing and mountains instead of like a Hawaiian shirt we have like the palm trees and like the hula girl it actually is like oh, a ski cool. and that's what I wanted to bring some up to you a little bit later too ah, um, oh, cool. and then page 11 the ski boot like yes. après chalet like I yeah. want to be there <laughs> every yeah. day of my life like i love yeah. that like i want to i want to know where that is i don't know where you found these these visions that you had i don't know if any sort of psychedelics were involved vision no, quest no, or something I, you had or not what it was i actually got to pick that one out because i thought if, if you know what I, mean, I thought i could show you some sketches so my first drawings are a bit crap but um so basically like first drawing just just a kind of idea you know and then i um I worked with with a, basically a, an outline from my ski boot. Oh, nice. Okay. And then, then you basically what what I do is I, I work through different different like iterations. So I started to add some of the the detail. Oh, and so then, you use like transparency paper then to kind of put the, the layers on top. Or? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 tracing paper. Oh, it's that's so cool. cool. And then basically, then you then up to the last one. Which is then what I then transferred, but I've got a quicker way to do it now. Onto the um, so that's the tracing for it. Wow, that's awesome! So you so, kind of do it. So you kind of like build things up into. You start with like kind of the base, the the base. Yeah, I do. It's like a quick, yeah, like a quick sort of sketch, and then kind of it's like okay, so how would that actually then more look? Because it's like when you're trying to create something that doesn't exist you've kind of got a picture a bit in your mind and then it's like so you know like with that one to to get the you know, I just don't want to put, put pencil on the book but to get that kind of umber effect of like a you know like a sort of sunrise kind of cocktail yeah nice yeah it looks like a cocktail that's yeah very cool now do you so, work totally in analog on paper pen that one, that one is start to finish in paint. There's no, 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 no computer, no digital, no. no, not not that one. Some some of them. That one was digital. So this is Avalanche Kit for anyone that's that's listening. That is super cool is really too. Cool. I love that. So, so that one is digital. Your book is super informative, especially with the um with the illustrations, right? It, it gives people a chance not just to read about it, but to see what they're reading about and say, oh, okay, I know what what that is now because who would know what the backpack looks like unless you kind of saw it right mm. 
Well, yeah. that, and the fact that you you can tell you're a skier because the way you describe things and the way you're able to illustrate them, you you know that you've done this. Because I know this isn't a children's book, but like I have some children's books for my son, and I can tell the illustrator was not a skier. And again, I'm totally nitpicking, and like the bindings, I'm like, there's no back, there's there's no way that bindings up. <laughs> no, it's just like a little like foot, like a little almost like a stirrup. I'm like this. There's no way this person's a skier. They would not allow this. But I know there's a deadline. They got to get paid. They got to get this done and move it out. But yeah, this, you can tell this is a labor of love, and that you know what you're talking about because the illustrations are accurate. Yeah, and it does not no only beautiful. It was no back binding. It's a Nordic binding. So it's got to be doing someone doing a Nordic technique. <laughs> oh, I, I wish it was. I really wish it was. <laughs> so how long have you been doing paintings, illustrations? Um, so basically, I, I, I was doing travel PR and PR before. And then I blew my knee badly, really badly. And I thought I really kind of wanted to move more into visual visual work rather than so much of the written side. So um, so that's about sort of six years ago now. So I started then sort of on a kind of an art journey, experimenting, trying all the different mediums, and um, and then started on the ski theme January last year. Um, so we skied in the three valleys, then we went to Bulgaria, and then basically we were locked down till June. And um, so, so the ski, the ski stuff started last January, and it's developed through that. And then this this February, I pitched the book idea to Meyer and Meyer Sport, and they um, I sent them I sent them the cover, and it is as I sent it. Um, I sent them the cover, I sent them some sample spreads, which don't really look that different from what how it is now, and. Uh, said about who you know who it was for and how it would work and they um, they came back to me within an hour they called me and said tell us more and so that was february and the book is out next month so nice that is so cool so you've only been doing this for six years the illustrations Um, i've always kind of been sort of a drawer and you know dabbler yeah you know what i mean and and kind of creative through through pr and like media relations stuff but um but properly sort of thinking right want to you know draw better and, and to try to be able to portray um you know it's kind of shortening the distance between what's in your mind to what's on the paper you know, and also, like I was saying before, about trying to illustrate something that you can't just do on a photograph um, so that it's doing something different. So, Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, I'm looking at page 49, and I had a question. What is the thing on the lady's arm in the gondola there? It's a lift pass. Is that it's what it is? It's okay. a power. It's a, it's just powered up. It's like it's the power in your pocket. Okay. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Power, power in your pocket. That makes sense. I just I wasn't sure. Yes, I didn't know if it was like places. I don't know if it was like a little fondue man or something because <laughs> <laughs> like the cheese gingerbread lives. man, right? <laughs> like the gingerbread man. That time of year, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit bonkers that one, but um, I just thought it was fun. So it's cool. Sometimes people it, say oh, it works a bit too Disney, but I was like, well, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> wait, <laughs> someone said it was too Disney? Then, oh. Someone actually too made Disney. a comment, too Disney? Yeah. Too really? Disney. No, I don't think so. This is way more fun. <laughs> Disney is too, it's too polished. 
you know, yeah. because they have those crazy 3D rendering systems that cost, you know, $50,000 and can, you know, render, uh, you know, Lightning McQueen. There's a car with a face. Like, this yeah. is more, this is like more tactile, it seems like. Oh, thank you. I can't criticize Forget Disney. Disney, but... yeah, they're overrated. What have they done? <laughs> what do they know about skiing? <laughs> well, wouldn't it be great to have a ski film, though? There was that. We they were going to do a resort out. They in were going to do a resort in California back in the '60s, and it got canceled. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about it. This must have been years ago now on the podcast. We found some story. Yeah, they they were going to build. Where was it? I think it was up up in the Sierras somewhere, up by Lake Tahoe ish, maybe a little south of Lake Tahoe. They were going to build a, a Disney ski resort. Yeah. And I think there was some sort of zoning issue that the uh, they stopped them. Maybe the the forest so forest ranger mineral forest, king, mineral king. It was like a, I think the forest commission stopped them from building it in the California wilderness. Uh, it was going to be country bear jamboree um, <laughs> themed, partially oh. California Sequoia National Park. That's where there they were going. And I think they still have the land. And I think we saw the article because I think people were thinking about maybe picking that back up or something i think there was like there was an idea or rumor or someone trying to but uh yeah yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of dollars involved in in making that happen yeah you gotta pay someone off you gotta pay someone off at the parks commission and you gotta pay disney it's yeah a lot of zeros it's like jeff bezos money the thing is maybe the idea could be done somewhere where there's already maybe a facility maybe a resort that could could be revived and kind of you know See, yeah. that would, that's, we have actually, we were talking about the, uh, there's a movie that came out a couple of weeks ago, the In Pursuit of Soul uh, from TGR. And uh-huh. it's all about these, these local independent um, ski resorts. And here in the States, we have the Indy Pass and it's yeah. US and Canada. And there's all these smaller resorts that got together and they have this pass. So you can, for 300 bucks, you can get two days at like 60 resorts. And wow. it's all the smaller mom and pop ones, which we have a lot of over here, especially here in the Northeast. Yeah. That, get ignored they get driven past those people go to the bigger fancier resorts yeah. and uh, you just they talk to all these people and it's yeah the people who there's one place in maine it shut down for five years and the people are like we didn't go skiing we were so depressed but we got it together we got this thing reopened and like yeah. the emotion and the excitement and the dedication these people have yeah if we could find some local places and yeah. have like a benefactor yeah. Who's like, I want to help reopen these local ski resorts. That would be our yeah. ultimate goal with this podcast to be like yeah. this, you know, that, Pied Piper of the ski resorts. Help yeah. them reopen. Give them some magic. Yeah. Because the thing is, otherwise, it's like, you know, kind of there's generations in those places where they've experienced it. And then there's generations where they're just skipping it. You know, right. where they're not like, you know, like the kids maybe went to school and, you know, people could try it with families and then they're not having that experience. And you know, and it's like one of the things I think with the book is that um, I want to get it out there because I can't imagine what life would be like without skiing. If I sort of think, oh, if I didn't have that in my life, how would it be? And it just feels really kind of different. And, you know, and so I think that, you know, it's just it's there. And there must be a lot of people out there that could really love skiing that, that haven't had the opportunity to try it you know and we all have friends that say oh i want to get into skiing and you know it's like how do people start and then but the book can you know can help them to you know to 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 know what they need to know to be able to feel more informed and less embarrassed about about what they don't know 
to be able yeah. to give it a go. So well, it helps it helps bring you back to to when you started and when you were a kid and when you were you know thinking about skiing or playing in the snow or whatever it was. But I think the illustrations and stuff help with that. I mean, the colors, the illustrations, they're very cool and they they kind of bring you back to a simpler, at least a simpler theme. You know to kind of give you a little more comfort and coziness with it. Um, but I showed yeah. this to my wife and I was showing her, I was like, look at this. They did the whole thing on, you know, the avalanche gear and then, you know, the, the bus picture on, I love the bus picture on the bendy bus. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the bendy bus. Um, you know, so things like that are just very cool. The opera, I think you had an opera hot chocolate thing in there. That was really cool. The hot tub, hot chocolate, the hot, yeah. tub, hot chocolate. Um, that's actually, the there. yeah, that's yeah, and they're just really cool. It kind of gives you the essence of skiing and the fun time and riding the bus. It's it really hits hits that note pretty pretty well. It's there's a, there's a humor to it too. There's again like that joy. I think joy is the perfect word because there's there's some cheeky humor involved in it too. But there's also <laughs> a lot of good information. Yes, um, like night skiing. I love that picture. I like the light screen one. Yeah. yeah, I think some people are like, don't really get that. Why, why is it that? And it's just like... It oh, really? Some people never went night those, skiing, right? Well, those are some obtuse people who don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are people who are never going to get out on the slopes. I skied for the first three years only at night. And the first time I skied in the day, I was like, wow, I could see everything. <laughs> oh, cool. This is too easy. It's too easy. This is child's play now. <laughs> the thing is, the surface is so different in the daytime, isn't it, than it is at night, you know, because it's always yeah. kind of a lot more crisp, you know, for night skiing. Oh, oh yeah. You know. And here in the northern, uh, the northeastern U.S., it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's icy to begin with. But then apparently you can ski anywhere then, can't you? I like to think so. <laughs> hey, you know what? You talk to people out west in, the, you know, Utah, Colorado, and they're like, oh, it's really icy today. And we're like... You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Like we, we were, uh, you know, we've joked about. We were at Jackson Hole and that little kid was was complaining that it was overcast today. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's going to snow. Like, why would you be mad? We've had days where, and I, I don't know the translation Celsius to Fahrenheit because I'm just a dumb American, but it would it would be like 50 or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. And then it would rain and then it would be 20 degrees and you'd go out there that next morning and you're like, I should have just brought ice skates. Like, because yeah. this is, this is ridiculous, yeah. but we do it because it's skiing. You suck it up and you go out cause you're having fun. So now you mentioned before, and I was going to ask you this, how you hooked up with Dan. So he actually just found you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how seemingly most people that are coming to me are coming to me through LinkedIn wow. for commissions and for work. So, yeah. Nice. Um, but I think what's quite nice with LinkedIn is that you can share work on your profile, but because there's the groups, you can share into the groups, like this specific interest groups, like on, on LinkedIn, there's the ski media group and, um, I think the ski writers, um, group, but then anyone, you don't have to be your connection to see it. So okay. I think that's how you can kind of get that cut through then. Um, but yeah, I'm very much sort of targeting the work to, you know, to, to, uh, it'd be nice to see it, you know, as a, as a, as a design on some skis. Um, that's you know, cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and on, on, on the side of, um, you know, like a, like a, bottom of a, a lift station to have a big, you know, a big, um, illustration on there. And so even the gondolas, some places yeah. do, I know up at, uh, get Killington in Vermont, they have, they used, well, they, they had them from the nineties and they just put new ones on there, but they were all had different, different design patterns to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's kind of endless work. But I mean, and I think- nowadays with the uh, the way they do the wraps, you could you could basically put that illustration on anything you want. Yeah, and thing is, it's like a lot of the photography is kind of it looks so generic. It could be you know, it's like I think for sort of brand cut through and differentiation, illustration can can give quite a different look than just another sort of sunny mountain photo. Yeah. You know, kind of. They all blend into what you saw on yeah. you know, your your friend's feed on Instagram or something you saw. Right, it, it, it all becomes stock photography at some point, right? Yeah, and yeah, so. Also, oh, sorry, God. No, I was just so, so I'm hoping that because because I, I um I've maintained the copyright for the illustrations for the book, so I'm hoping that nice. I can come out there and That's and kind great. of give more life and you know and, and that I'll they tell can... you right now, you could probably sell prints, posters of a lot of these illustrations. And that I, was a question I was going to have. Like, are you are you thinking about putting some of these illustrations on sale, doing print? I have put, I have put for for the kind of festive season. I have put this, and, and this is very limited until I probably will go. No, I'm going to take it down. <laughs> uh, but I put this the ski boot on as a print on Zazzle. Um, so if people want it, if they go to my website, then they can get a link to it from there. But like, and I what said, is your I'm website not, for those listening? inspirebykim.com not inspired inspire by kim what it was i i started doing the work and i was calling it inspire and i was telling people about it but then they were like well they didn't seem to know that it was what i was doing so then i did the by kim so that's why it probably isn't grammatically correct but uh, there is an artist yeah. that i remember brian and i saw and we were like this is so cool because well it was all ski themed and we were in zermatt and at the Post Hotel, they have Charlie Adam, I guess it was there. Yeah. All that stuff. And, it, you know, your stuff, it's a little bit different style, but the content reminds me of that. I'm like, I would love like a print of that in the house, you know? Yeah. No, I do like Charlie Adam's work and bungalow graphics. Um, yeah. Definitely. I once went into Maribel and that was, um, I think that was the Post Bar in Maribel. And the whole place was every wall was Charlie Adam, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm in heaven!" And that <laughs> probably now about could be about maybe fifth, maybe ten, about twelve, thirteen years ago. And definitely, definitely, Charlie Adam for me is an inspiration. Um, cool. Charlie Adam stuff's often quite got a sort of retro kind of sixties yeah. sort of Bond kind of Bond villain sort of house. Um, kind of style and so i've been you know i mean i don't want to you know i'm not into trying to do what someone else is doing and copying anything like that so i'm trying to do you know do my thing um and so obviously when i was doing the pictures for dan's book they were the really long straight skis and um so so but what i'm what i'm doing it i've been portraying more now and um yeah, and and the Charlie Adams stuff's quite cool, whereas mine's meant to be more fun and real and relatable. I like the brightness of your work; it's very cheery and bright. You know, it's warm. Um, yeah, like I could see a giant picture of that bus on my wall or the hot co- uh, cocoa hot tub. You know, yeah. people because then it brings out like people have that conversation. Well, what's that? And then you tell them all about it, and you tell them about skiing, and it kind of gets them involved in everything. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought with, with the colours, it's like, I thought, well, when I, and I made that decision right that first day, I thought I'm going to do this in really warm colours because mountains and sky and it's all very, very cold and whites and, you know, icy blues. And so I thought, well, I'll do this equipment 
um, in warm colours. And that was the first, that that was the very first day of the painting. So I made those colour decisions then. And then I thought, I've got to stick to that. Because um, the work's evolved over the last, you know, over like the 18 months that I was working on it. But the colours needed to stay consistent so that it all hangs together. So. Because you also bought in bulk, right? The warm colour paints. So you had to use them. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, there's some parts of the palette that are just not used at all. And then the other ones, they're just, I've gone right down. It's just like... Nothing left. Yeah. Well, I see you actually got into the so page 65. You have the night. That's pretty cool. The night on skis. Yeah, that's yeah. what we were talking about before. Yeah, night skiing. Yeah. That's so clever. I love that. And yeah, so you mentioned too, you know, we're kind of reiterating the, the point about photography versus illustration. Yeah, photographs are beautiful and awesome. Like, you know, is it Lee Cohen and Alta takes these amazing powder shots and they're great for what they are. But what you're doing, it's almost like you have this like surrealistic vision of, you know, things that don't exist, you know, like again, the boot as an après ski bar, you know, like that's not something you could take a picture of. It doesn't exist. No, that's it. Yeah. And again, it gives it a, a different level of creativity, of interest, visual interest. And I think that that's what makes it visually appealing to someone who's a skier or someone who maybe is just ski curious and takes a look at this and goes, hmm, you know, like this, I can get into this. I, I can get into a, a hot cocoa hot tub and <laughs> some a mogul skier with springs for knees. Like, this is cool. I can check this out. I'm going to get on, this, on the snow. It would be helpful to have springs for knees for moguls. <laughs> Give it time. We have those crazy dinosaurs or those robot dogs that uh, Google makes. So I'm sure they're going to take some of those parts and throw them into us sooner or later. That's Brian's nightmare. The robot dog's coming for I him. Just, I want nothing to do. I watched Black Mirror. I, I watched that episode and I just stopped. I'm like, I'm done with the show. I'm done. <laughs> so I did want to bring up the Hawaiian shirt again. Now, I could send you a link to the ones that exist and yeah. they're mediocre at best. And I was thinking that guy in the Hawaiian shirt, if he had it instead, you know, instead of palm trees and hula ladies having skiers yeah. and the boots and like, like that is, it's an untapped market. Yeah. You know, yeah, one company's was, done and they're mediocre. I did put together, um, I haven't got it to hand, but I've just designed some, some fabrics for on spoon flower. And one of them I've put, um, I've basically lifted out my favorite characters from the book and put them all together on a fabric. So they're kind of nice. all intermingled, but that would, that would work well for your Hawaiian shirt. That is, you could actually cool. just take page three and just, Put that on a shirt. Page what, two and the, three. The ski boot. Yeah, oh, the, pat the pattern that you have there pattern. with the boots, the poles, oh, yeah. the helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw on some fabric. Get someone in uh, Indonesia to sew it into the right shape. Boom. <laughs> 80 bucks a pop. Boom. Good to go. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be nice to do some ski wear, you know, like, um, like, I mean, you, you wear your Hawaiian shirts, but if people wear, wear like a mid layer, you know what I mean? That there's an opportunity yeah. to think on those. I know Spider do some ones where they've got some art on them. Um, the sublimated graphics they put on there. Yeah. Cause you can print, you know what I mean? Basically what you do then you print your design onto and, and those dye inks, um, and then basically you put it into a heat press, and that transfers the 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 image onto the fabric, so it can look as it looks as it looks on the page. It can nice. look on the fabric. So, isn't that so cool? Like the way the technology has just. It used to be you had to be Gucci or Ralph Lauren to be able to create these sort of prints onto 
fabric. And yeah. now you can find a website and it's like, yeah, $27 and we'll get you a uh, 10 by 20 foot sheet of this pattern. Like it's yeah. like to me, and you know, things like the cricket, that little machine where you can make your own stickers yeah. and patches. Like the fact that this stuff has come down, I mean, you really can be your own little bespoke boutique if you want at the point yeah. again, when you yeah. you've created these beautiful designs and these images like you really could just i saw an ad yesterday for it. that so cool. you ever see maker x so i guess they That's just the started 3d printer right no, they, well they, they have they buy a 3d printing company i'm not sure but they have all these modules that you can do different crafty things with so if you had like you know your prints on on a piece of fabric now it's kind of interchangeable tools i like I have this whole tool set that that takes the same batteries. Oh, it's I like kinda, a Dremel sort of. Yeah. Well, okay. there's different there's different pieces to it. Right. Like there's a Dremel, there's a cutter, there's like a sander, like there's all different an airbrusher too. Yeah, airbrush. Yeah. But I actually did use Spoonflower to get high flute and ski bums our logo on, but I've been too lazy to sew it into anything. So <laughs> I gotta I gotta get my mom. She still sews, so yeah, because yeah. if you can get, I think you can get that stuff that you iron on, um, which then becomes um, an iron-on adhesive. I'm not sure, but if you look at yeah. that, maybe then you, somebody doesn't need to sew it. Because if you don't want to sew it, then... oh, my mom does quilting. She'll she'll sew anything. Oh, <laughs> I just got to get. I just got to bring it to her and, and tell her what I want. <laughs> so Kim, the book is coming out next month. You said. Yeah, next month. So you can pre-order it now. Um, there's also an ebook version, but I think as as you're saying, kind of you're looking at the ebook in in effect what you're say, seeing. But to be able to have it, and I think if you you mentioned your children, and I know on on you know that you've uh, you've got your one or four year old, and and I think it's a lot easier with a, a hard copy book itself to be able to look at it together and um so yeah if you so, have a ski house you need a hard copy to put on your coffee table in the house one million percent yeah required yeah. <laughs> inspire no d by kim.com and there's a link for the ski to a to z or a to z book depending on what side of the pond you're on um and it came, again it's it's it really is beautiful and one final comment the x i love what you did with x because that's always the hardest letter in the alphabet because again i'm going back to kids books here it's always xylophone and x-ray like they're fun, they're putting xylophones into stories that don't xylophones don't belong no it's just a, it's a cop-out and yeah. you did actually a really i love the way you did the x for marking down skier that is super cool yeah no i think it's really important it's like you know it's i could have maybe put other things in for x but the key thing is really important that people know that if they see that on the piece that they need to you know, give it space. And it's funny, yeah. I was going through the letters. I'm like, what's X going to be? What's X going to be? <laughs> and my thought was going to be extreme because that's, again, that's, that'd be the yeah. easy way out. That's where Brian's <laughs> mind goes to. Cause he's still dreaming about that backflip. He wants to do still dreaming of my back. You could, yes. you could do another book. The boy that wanted to do a backflip. The boy that wanted the to story, backflip. The story of Brian. <laughs> Don't you think that sometimes I know it's like if I go out on my mountain bike and I've watched if I've seen any of the kind of like Red Bull videos before I go out, I then try oh. something that I, <laughs> because you get these point of view videos, don't you? Where it's done, you know, with that GoPro, and you think, oh yeah, you know, like it's gone into your brain that you've yeah. done that, and then you I try saw it, I could do it. <laughs> That's it. Next thing you're on the floor, <laughs> yeah. in the on the gurney in the hospital. There's yeah. the picture of the helicopter landing and then taking you away, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kim. Anything else you want to mention about the book, or anything oh, else we can share? Just, just you know, it's uh, let, let's let's help people to 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 enjoy the mountains and you know and get on the slopes and let's you know let's let's share. <laughs> yeah, it was. You can tell it was a labor of love. Yeah. And people want to follow you too. Instagram and Facebook. Also inspired by Kim. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, brilliant. Thanks so much for having me on here. And it's great to hear what your take is on the book as well. I really appreciate that. Oh, our pleasure. And, and it was Thanks a pleasure having sharing. you on. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Right, have, have a great day. Thanks. You too. You too. Right, yeah. Take care. Have a great one. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you so much to Kimberly for joining us. We hope you guys enjoyed that. This book is available everywhere, UK, US, Canada. We'll have the links in the show notes. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Her website, inspiredbykim.com. Thank you so much to Kim. Thank you so much to you guys for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibonpodcast.com. Skibonpodcast.com slash shop to do some uh, holiday holiday shopping. Get some swag for you and your friends and loved ones. Go to your favorite podcasting apps rate subscribe send us an email keep on podcast at gmail.com and find us on all the socials twitter instagram facebook untapped at ski podcast thanks everyone so much for listening we do appreciate it and we'll talk to you next week stay high stay polluting see ya